Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Beth. And I'm Gwen. And I'm Libby. And you're with us today, listener, which we are delighted about. And I think, ladies, uh, the last time we were around this table, Beth, you were talking about John 15. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's, that's that's a chapter of the Bible that maybe we could hang in, out in for a little while and maybe glean from. What do you say we go there today? Uh, I think that's an excellent idea. And we will just we will just say this is we're going to talk about abiding in Christ mm-hmm. and what that really means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have it open in front of me, and I am reading from the English Standard Version, ESV, and mine says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask, the Father in my name... He may give it to you. These things I command to you so that you will love one another. And that's John 15, 1 through 17. Yeah. Let me pray. Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the fact that we can open your word and that it is able to transform us. That is your desire and delight. And so with what Beth has just shared from your word, would you open our eyes, our minds, our hearts, our spirits to hear really only and ultimately from you. You are our teacher. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Thank you for reading that whole thing. That is amazing. And there are so many, what I see already, purpose statements in here. Um, The so that statements, you know, Jesus is telling us the, the why behind the what. And it leads me back Gwen, to what you were sharing in the last podcast about your retreat, Mm -hmm. that we come to the word kind of with virgin ears. Mm -hmm. Like we've never read it before. Yes, and hearts and spirits. And we ask God to bring us not new revelation, his revelation, 
there is, he, he's, he's not creating new revelations. He's just making things new for mm-hmm. us. Right. And it goes back to what you said, Beth, in the last podcast as well. According to the season that, of life that we're in, yeah. his word is living and active and able to speak truth his truth that never changes, but that we need to hear according to the season of life that we're in. So this is beautiful. You know, I look down through this and I'm, there's so many words that are repeated. And that naturally is one of my cues that, you know, you need some lists, you know? And so it makes me want to sit with this passage for an afternoon and make lists of like everything it says about the vine. So, so yeah, let's go yeah. through this, Gwen, because mm-hmm. maybe it'd be helpful to sure. our listeners. Let's, let's, let's do a list from okay. these, these verses here. What, what would you normally pick out and what kind of list would that look like? Well, I know that Jesus is the author of this passage, so I might choose to write down everything that Jesus says about himself mm-hmm. in this passage. That might be, it might be a Jesus list. So, um, so it, it might start, be everything he's the said true about vine. the Father. Right. right. He's the true, Jesus right. is the true vine. Um, I'm trying to see yeah. what else would be in here. Pick, again, he says he's, he's the vine, we're the branches. Um, what else would you pick up about Jesus in here that he's saying about mm-hmm. himself? Um, you know, it would be things like I would be asking the question in verse two, what are the branches? What's okay. that? You know, because it doesn't really clarify in verse two right away what the branches are, you know. And so I would be looking and trying to figure out what the branches are because they are in him. Mm-hmm. So whatever these branches are, they are in Jesus, the true vine. And so I would be going down through and just letting the word clarify for me what it is, um, if that makes sense. Like I wouldn't be trying to figure it out outside of what's written here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I would be looking, okay, they bear fruit. Well, okay. And so I know that those branches that are in Jesus bear fruit. Okay. You know, and so, and then I would be noticing what, what happens to the ones that aren't bearing fruit, you know? And so I might go over to the side and put like fruit bearing branches because there might be more that's connected with that. You know, does that make sense? And so I'm kind of just building these topics in my journal. And then as you're reading them, it's yeah, like, like you turn your paper sideways and you start with Jesus and God and then, okay, branches, fruit bearing branches or whatever else you're Mm -hmm. picking up. I mean, the subjects that I'm seeing in a passage, you know? So like, you could even take look at it um, like from the metaphor point of view and write down true vine, vine dresser, branches, yeah. exactly. and then go from there. Yeah. What are the characteristics of these exactly. things? Cool. You know, because by the time we get to, for example, verse 8, we've got the disciples being mentioned. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so we, we know that there's something that has to do with those disciples and that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So all of a sudden we can kind of grasp that those branches are disciples, mm-hmm. followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so what do we know about those branches then? We've made a list of everything that this passage says about the branches. Uh, so that's kind of how I work in it. You know, you can you can run the metaphor. You can kind of work your way up and down and backwards and forwards. So, you know, depending on how you work, right. if you're circular or linear, um, you can do this both ways, so to speak. So I tend to be a little circular. So, you know, I would go back up and pull everything then that I've seen about branches. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who's more linear is probably going to go through the whole thing, write everything about each one, and then kind of come back and look at what they've written. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of 
of depends on how you're wired and God made you that way. So you're not broken. You're just <laughs> unique in how you're wired. So um, I come at scripture from how God wired me. Um, and so there are certain things about me, like I'm artsy and I'm creative and I'm circular in my thinking. Um, and other people tend to be words, you know, they love words and language and um, and storytelling and, and they can be more linear. And so they will come at scripture through the lens of how God's wired them. And th- the beautiful thing is God knows all of that. Mm-hmm. And he meets us so uniquely to how we are. Um, and so that's the beauty of our creator. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. So, okay. So we've started our list about the true vine, right? Yes. So what else do we and got we about know that the, the branches are the disciples. Yes. Of which we are called to be, correct? Right. So these words, as we continue to read through verse 17, um, these are the fruit in our life as we abide in Christ. Love yeah. yep. one another. Um, yeah. And see, that would be another thing that I'm noticing is how many times abide comes up mm-hmm. in this passage. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I would be asking myself, what does it mean to abide somewhere? Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun, too, is to look at different translations because sometimes... You know, for instance, in the NIV, it says remain, yeah. uh, which gives you another uh, kind of a, a Understanding texturizing of, mm-hmm. of that word, abide, yeah. remain. It's somewhere mm-hmm. where you dwell. It's right. somewhere where you hang out. It's more than just uh, mm-hmm. popping in for a visit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You you live there. That's yeah. That's the whole concept of that is that's where you are that's where you remain that's where you you dwell you you spend time and that's you don't go outside of that parameter you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying Mm -hmm. one time a years ago when i was in this passage i sat and asked myself what's the difference between a hotel room and your bedroom because one you abide in and the other one you just stay at Mm -hmm. for a while Mm -hmm. well the place where i abide should take on my character who I am, mm. you know, I should be in, you know, it, it's my space. So it has, I don't know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like when I abide there, it shapes who I am and, and that kind of thing. Um, if I'm staying somewhere and you walk in, you can't tell I live there. <laughs> it, that hotel room keeps the identity of a hotel room, mm-hmm. you know, so the idea of dwelling somewhere is living your life there. Mm-hmm. In the way that it's impacted by that space. I think James Brian Smith in his book, The Good and Beautiful God, talks about this word abide. And he references the difference between a cucumber and a pickle, right? Because mm. a cucumber, pickle is a cucumber mm-hmm. that's been abiding, abiding in the vinegar. In the brine, yeah. right? And, and that's really, yeah. we are told to abide, not to become sour pickles or may, we're sweet pickles perhaps whatever but we are told to abide so that we take on the characteristic of the one that we are abiding in that's how you make a pickle mm-hmm. and that's how you make a disciple yes yes and i remember i i know that i've shared this somewhere before but when i heard this concept and i'm like wow that is so true and i wrote it in my notes the opposite of sinning isn't not sinning. It is abiding in Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you really want to not walk in sin, you abide in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is your, that's the key. Mm-hmm. That is, <laughs> that's the answer. Now, does that mean I'm never going to sin? No, it doesn't. 
but then that's an indicator of how am I abiding in Christ? What's that like? Mm -hmm. And I also don't want that to be my default. I don't want it to be, oh, golly, you know, we're still human. We're going to sin. Well, even though that's true, I don't want that to be number one on my mind. Like, so get over it, you know? (laughs) You know, years ago, I I heard that we are, we're not going to be sinless. We can't be sinless until we are perfected in heaven. Mm-hmm. But we can be sinning less, and that is what we should be doing. Yes. Is sin, yes. Always sinning less. Yes. Because we're growing in Christ and in that abiding that, you know, and that you can see that growth in your life that, oh, you know what? I used to have a, a temper, and I would get mad over this or not have patience, not have love for someone else. I can see how God has worked in me, and that has changed. That's the kind of thing that you look for, you know, or yeah. um, I worry. I worry all the time. I'm so worried about things. You know, as I'm abiding in Christ, I'm learning how to be anxious for nothing. That's that's growth I see in my life. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you never get worried. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you never, you know, have to take time to stop and take a breath and turn back to the Lord. But it's it, the growth is evident, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, and that's so good, and I appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to remember that, and I also want people to be aware. And when I say I want people to be aware, please know I'm including myself in that <laughs> camp. <laughs> of how often we may not say it, but we live like it. Well, that's just who I am. Like, I worry all the time, or whatever. We may not say that, but we live like it. And and I do hear people say, well, that's just who I am. And honestly, the, I'm next, worry, well, the next time I hear it, I'm going to say, well, then deny yourself. <laughs> that's not who you need to be. That's not so who you anyway, need to be. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, we need that reminder. Yes. I think I heard Pastor Chuck Swindoll preach a sermon on our tendencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just who I am. And he says, your, tendis- your tendencies are your tendencies, whether, uh, yes. whether it is mm-hmm. uh, genetic or, or taught, you mm-hmm. know. Um, however, as we grow in Christ, those tendencies should become less of, of what our of what shows first in our character, right? So, so at that time in my life, I remember I was in um, I was in a Crown Financial Ministries class because my tendency was to, and I won't say to mismanage money, but it must have been to mismanage money, to trust in my own ability to manage money and to try to make sense of this is what I have and this is what I need. And so, God, I know I'm supposed to tithe, but I can't, but I will someday. And and I excused myself because of, yes. it was it was all a control issue for me, right? And so finally, when, when my own uh, self-control wasn't working, uh, I checked myself into a 12-week course with Crown Financial Ministries, which three months as a mama of five kids was was pretty, yeah, it was huge, <laughs> but I'm glad I did it. Anyway, as I listened to that message, and it was a couple years past the time I was in the class, I saw the pattern. I saw how I grew up and my, my spending habits. I saw me as a young mom and my desires. I saw how the Word of God transformed my, uh, my value system and how things were working out now. But I also reminded myself from his passage, from his, from his message, that this issue of money could very well be something that 
that it's that weed that crops up mm-hmm. throughout my life and I needed to catch it early mm-hmm. and remind myself who my provider is and that trusting him for the outcome is the way that I abide and know this is not about Beth's ability to manage. This is about God's love for Beth and that the gift of provision that he has for each and every one of us. Um, Again, whether it's temper, whether it's control, whether it's worry, go to the word of God and see what the word has to say about that issue. For me, it was learning the principle of stewardship. I don't own, right? Mm -hmm. God owns everything. I just manage, and I manage according to the will of the owner. So what about those emotions that he's given you? Oh, God made me like this. Okay, look to the word and see what it says. I think of Paul's letters to the churches. So often we can read about walking in the flesh Mm -hmm. and walking in the spirit and what the fruit of the spirit looks like. Uh, Anger and rage and malice and slander and all that language, that's part of walking in the flesh. But when we claim Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're making a choice to abide. So again, how do you become a pickle? You steep yourself in the brine. And how do you become a disciple? You abide in the truth of his word and allow the vine to send, well, the sap through the branch that produces the amazing fruit. Otherwise... Uh, we're, we're just a dried up old stick, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, and when I think of, gosh, I could say yes and amen to all of that. And when I think of all the times that he mentions abide in here, and I'm skipping over stuff, but my eye is drawn to verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, we could camp out there for a long time. Uh, and there's so much that can be gleaned from this, but it's one of those if-thens, mm-hmm. if-then. Now, that's not, that's not a condition that Jesus places on us for our salvation or for anything else. It's simply him saying, if you do this, here is the gift that, that results from it. Mm-hmm. So if we abide in him and his words abide in us, it makes sense then that we're go- only going to ask for the things right. that honor him, right. that glorify him, that are pleasing to him, and that are best for us. Mm-hmm. Best for us. So that's not, that's a condition there. Like we can't just go before Jesus like he's a vending machine and say, well, then give me this in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That just makes it kind of that head knowledge that has never connected with the fullness of the heart and the spirit and has only scratched the surface. And there's great danger in that. There is danger in just scratching the surface of the mm-hmm. scriptures. Mm-hmm. I mean, his word, he, he says in his word, it will not return void. Mm-hmm. Read the scripture, use it, but recognize that it can be abused. If it's taken out of context. If it's taken mm-hmm. out of context. It's happened when we go shallow. Right? Yes. When we go shallow, when we take it out of context, you're right, Missy, when we don't peek around the corners. And I even think with this, what's Jesus leading into here? The next, the, the next part of this discourse is, 
the persecution and the trouble Mm -hmm. that we're going to be facing. And so he's equipping us first Mm. to abide in him and Mm. in his word. Because, hey, folks, here's what's coming. But Mm -hmm. you will have all you need if you do this. So again, any conditions Jesus places on this abiding is for our good. You know, what stands out to me a little bit here is that the reason he's speaking about these things is is in verse 11. Yes. Um, the th- these things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this idea of just... Jesus's joy being pulled into us. And it's not a joy that comes from our circumstances. It comes from spending time in the word with Jesus. Abiding. (laughs) But the, the other thing that stands out is his word abides in us. Here's the thing. If you're never in God's word or you're reading it always secondhand from somebody else, you know, it's going to abide in you differently. It just is. Mm -hmm. Then if you're in there consistently meeting with God, Mm -hmm. asking him to walk you through a passage, you know, and you're putting it inside of you and you're dwelling in it. I mean, it just works its way in you differently. And so I I like that you pointed out that when we're in his word and in in abiding in him with his words in us, we're different. Mm -hmm. When you read a passage and you go, okay, Lord, I see these people talk to you this way in Psalms. I'm going to start praying this way. You know, when you start changing your life to reflect what you're seeing in God's word, then what you're asking for changes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. who you are changes. In any case, that's kind of where I went with that, yeah. some of that. So, I, I love it. And I wrote down yeah. beside verse 11, as Beth was reading this passage, purpose statement, and then another one in The very last verse, 17, these things I command you so that you will love one another. But isn't it interesting how the love one another comes after the abiding, abiding, (laughs) all the other stuff. Okay, I I was listening to a podcast, and I'm going to just paraphrase it badly, but the the one gentleman on it said, there are three things we must do. Speak the truth, and then he said something else, and it was about the word of God, and then the third one was, and love one another. And the other guy that was on said, can I just do the first two? Because those are real, those are really easy. Are, yeah, that's, that's the fun part. And yeah. honestly, when you think about it, is it, it just makes so much sense. If you, if you look at your own life, and I'll raise my hand here, and you, and you look at the culture we live in, and you just think about the body of believers around loving one another in today's world seems to be a very, very difficult thing. Mm -hmm. It really does. And it's impossible, according to this passage of scripture, to do that without being connected to the to Jesus. Yes. We are we're the branch, he's the vine. Everything comes from the vine. We don't have the ability to love other people. Maybe some people, but to truly love one another, even when we disagree, even when their personalities rub us the wrong way, even when we say stupid things. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all this stuff to get above and beyond that, we have to be connected. We have to be abiding. We have to be, you know, just part of the vine because it's the vine that's that's producing the fruit it's the vine that's sending the love it's mm-hmm. the vine it's the vine it's jesus who's able to do that when we are not because wow. it's supernatural right mm-hmm. yeah, that's what he's is. saying you know they will they will know you are christians, christians by, by your love, your love. Mm-hmm. every time i hear that i think man oh, people 
see that we're not Christians or they have to assume that we're not because we don't love one another. We're not very good at that. We don't do a good job of that. And yet it's a command. It, it, it's really it's really kind of what Jesus wants us to do and how he got us there is in this chapter 15 telling mm-hmm. us this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to do it on your own. And believe me, I recognize that in and of myself. I, I can't love other people on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost can't even have compassion sometimes for other people. So, sometimes maybe it comes easy, but other times it's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a lot. It's hard, and you recognize you can't do it yourself. So I feel like this passage, it's so chock full, but I love that we've kind of gone through it and dug deep enough to see, oh, oh, this is what's going on here. And then he goes into the next part of the the chapter, Mm -hmm. where, as you said, Libby, it's talking about how the world Mm -hmm. is going to hate us because the world is at enmity with God, Mm -hmm. and it's persecution. It's what you're going to face. But you need all these things first, and then when you get to that point, you have the foundation, the structure in place to be able to to be faithful, to walk through it, to love not only one another, but how about loving your enemy? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's That's beyond what you can do mm-hmm. on in your own oh, strength. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think of, you know, going back to, is it verse 5? I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me, and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Nothing. And then on down to um, 16, you did, this is so beautiful from Jesus. You did not choose me, but I chose you Mm. and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. Here he says it again, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And then again, these things I suggest to you. <laughs> these here's things an idea. I com- yeah, here's here's a new thought. No, these things I command you. Again, it's all for his glory yeah. and for our good. What a good, good savior and a good, good father. And to realize that he's telling us that we can do nothing apart from him not as a way of being a taskmaster and holding us under his thumb, but as a way of bringing us true freedom that says, but in you, Christ, I can do all Mm -hmm. that you've called me to do because I really don't do anything except, as we talked about before, that yellow yield sign. I don't really do anything except lay my whole self down, let you pick me up, and you are the one that begins and finishes the good works that you've started in me. Mm. It's amazing how little we do and how much he continues to do. Well, and and then, you know, just through the Holy Spirit's indwelling, the fact that in him we live and move and have our being, you know, in that he moves us to mm-hmm. obey his commands, mm-hmm. to follow after what he says, you know. Um, and so I just, you know, just understanding that if we step back and we look, apart from him, we don't have the ability to do anything. You know, not so, even move, live, or have right, our being. Right. Breathe. Move, breathe, and have our being. And, yes. you know, and then, okay, let's, let's telescope out and look at some Barnum research. You know, that, you know, we've got, of churchgoers, two-fifths admit that they're never in God's word. Mm. Two-fifths. Two out of five. 
yeah. of people that call themselves church-going believers are not in God's word. Well, how are you supposed to abide in Christ if your his mm-hmm. words are never in you? Right. They're never coming in you. You know, and I just, I mean, I, I want to take us to Matthew 24, um, and I'm going to just pick up a little bit in 6 through 14, um, because this is Jesus telling his disciples what's to come. And this is something I've been, um, we've been studying this week, the past couple weeks in precepts for the revelation study. So these are Jesus's words to his disciples. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened. For those things must take place, and that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. In various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all of these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. They, you will be hated by nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise and lead and will mislead many because lawlessness is increased and most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations then the end will come. I bring us here because if we're going to have any hope to stand through that, we have to be abiding in yeah, Christ. I agree. And we have to be in his word. Mm-hmm. It, this isn't a suggestion anymore. I think we are hitting to the point in the next couple years where this is a must mm-hmm. and a have to because otherwise your faith is going to fall it's going to fall at philosophies. It's going to fall at things that seem like a good idea. Oh, it's yes. going to fall all over the place. Mm-hmm. And if you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. Amen. Well, I think we'll come back to John 15, verse 4, as our reminder for today to abide. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. That is our call, to open the word, to abide in his word, and to allow his word to fill us so that we will bear fruit to share with others in this world that uh, needs his word shared with you. Thank you for joining us today. Open the mind. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to OpenTheWordPodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then, meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. 
And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.